Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome yet again to an episode of the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 67, entitled, Is Being a Digital Nomad As Fun As It Appears To Be? with Clark Marshall. Now, it's not just with Clark Marshall, actually, because we've actually got David Wormsley on, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But it was published on the 15th of March, 2018. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'm going to be joined later, as you all know, by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com. Now, you may have noticed that the WP Builds website has had a bit of an overhaul. Well, if you haven't, it has. We've got a new logo and a new design, which was uh, put together by Dave Toomey um, from the Beaver Builder Facebook uh, group. And uh, thanks, Dave, for all of your hard work with that. And um, I just think it's brilliant. If you haven't had a look, go check it out. You'll see it's radically different. But... Things are still in place. You can still go and click on all the buttons under the podcast player and, you know, get to iTunes and give us a five-star review. We still have the Facebook group over at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. You can subscribe at forward slash subscribe to our newsletter. And there's lots of buttons on the website now to enable you to do that as well. And if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, it's forward slash advertise. So three parts, as always, to the podcast. We've got the discussion which uh, today is entitled, Should You Explore New Themes All The Time or Settle On One that you, And Just Love It? Um, something which is dear to my heart because I confess I, I sometimes look around and but I know which ones I really like already. And then we've got the episode with Clark. And finally, at the end, we've got the ending fact, which is called 15 Minutes to Consume Beautiful Content. And it's all about how long, apparently, People are prepared to spend looking at lovely content over drab, uninteresting content. But let's get on with the main event. It's all about Clark Marshall. And actually, oddly, I'm interviewing David Wormsley at the same time because they're both digital nomads. And we're asking the question, is it fun to be a digital nomad? How easy is it? Is it all glamour and beaches and temples and relaxing? Or is it hard work? You're going to find out in just a moment. Thanks for listening to the WP Builds podcast yet again. And today's discussion is, should we explore new themes all the time or settle on one and love it? Nathan, we're both kind of looking at other themes, aren't we, at the moment? Yeah, I, I wonder. Um, I, I am definitely in the settle on one theme and love it. Uh, because mm. we've, we've prefaced this, haven't we, with should you explore themes all the time, new themes all mm. the time, um, or settle on one and love it. And I, I'm kind of, I don't look around very much at all. Um, but at the minute, I am, uh, which is sort of quite surprising for me. But I, I don't really have the heritage in themes on WordPress. Uh, I used to do quite a lot of theming in Drupal to really know what it is that um, makes something desirable. I mean, since I joined um, the WordPress community, if you like, the only themes that I've had really any experience with were a very brief uh, period of time ar around Theme Forest, where I ended up with a theme called the X theme, which I think is probably still going. 
um, mm-hmm. which had like a page builder built in, but did everything with short code. So I very quickly learned that, you know, this is not the right way to do it, probably. Um, and then quickly found Beaver Builder with its theme. Um, mm-hmm. And then dabbled continuously and often with Generate Press, which um, I've used many times and rather love. And then re- more recently, there's been a lot of talk about um, a theme called Astra which has been gaining ground, I think, at an incredible rate. But most of my sites, I will default to either the Beaver Builder theme, the Astra theme, or Generate Press. But I don't really have the history, because I think, like I said, working with Drupal, they're completely different animals. What is it, David? Because you've got a lot of history with themes. What is it that's attracted you over time to, to themes and made you stick with one in particular? Yeah, it's, I mean, I am the same. I'm a settler by nature. Um, but uh, it's my journey. My journey first with WordPress was, you know, you go to the repository and wow, all these pretty themes. And I, you know, really didn't know my CSS then. So it would just be grabbing anything. And then later, I'd realize the restrictions that it had. And then I got introduced. So I think almost everybody seems to do is to get uh, go down the theme forest route where you say, mm. this does everything. I'm having this. This is perfect for this job I'm going to do. Yes. And and then, you know, you realize that actually it's really quite bloated and it's going to take a lot more um, server power than I had invested in at the time. Mm. And, yeah, you, you start to learn. And that's how I went. And then I, you know, completely thought, no, I've got to be a bit more serious about this. And Genesis was starting around that time. And that theme was so different. You know, it. It was kind of stripped down and it was great for people like me who wasn't really a developer but wanted to learn a little bit about how you could use PHP to move stuff around before page builders. And I like the ethos there. You know, everybody was kind of around the fact that, no, we're going to keep this nice, clean, simple. It's not going to get bloated like all of these other themes that keep adding features. And that was it, me for five years then. Wow, okay. Yeah, and that was it. And now it's been quite a change for me to move to the Beaver Builder theme. Have you ever been back since you since you came across Beaver Builder and adopted their theme? Did you ever dabble back into Genesis and keep, or you know, or indeed you keep abreast of all the news that's going on in that community? No, I've um, <clears throat> I've completely left that, but I wouldn't change any. You know, majority of our sites still are built with Genesis and actually the dynamic website builder as well ah. um, as a child theme for it. And, you know, that was really my theme. And I'm still really happy with it. It doesn't, you know, it's still 100% reliable on all of the sites. So there's no reason to move it. But these days it does seem, you know, it's like themes of that time. Dynamic had a lot of a lot of things you could do with it in the back end, but it wasn't wedded into the customizer. And I think that's the big change at the moment. When WordPress brought in the customizer, there were those themes that kind of jumped on it straight away. And I think all the ones we're talking about now have, you know, the Beaver Builder theme, Generate Press, Astra. Um, I think the, the the other one, Page Builder Framework. framework. That's right. Yes. Um, and they all adopt that. So it does, does change things because now the experience isn't like a complete change. You can... I've tried a few of these now, and I thought, well, actually, it's not too much. They, we all go to the customizer to change most of our settings mm. with any of these themes. You just need to know where they are. Most of them are fairly similarly placed, so it seems easier to swap between them. 
What um, in in the past when you settled on um, Genesis and you described it being you know very simple and bloke free? Can you mm. describe for us lot what what was it about other themes that were bloated and were a turn off? What was what was the problem with the other ones that forced you to Genesis? Oh right, well. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the these themes were just loading globally all of the style sheets and uh, JavaScript sheets that needed to be loaded for that site globally, whatever page you were on. So mm-hmm. that was the big change about Beaver Builder because it was only loading the resources it needed for each page. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's been a the big change, hasn't there? Page builders have changed a lot. The customizers changed things. But back then, you know, and all the extra functionality you got really was effectively you you – you swapped out one PHP file for another one that had mm. a different display. Mm. And generally, you needed to output the CSS for all of these. And they just became very bloated. And worst, I think, about it was particularly with Theme Forest, is there's no recurring income in that model. Mm. So it, it really had to keep adding new features to sell more. Mm. And the more it kept adding, the more you, as a user, is settled on your theme, got, but didn't necessarily need. Mm. <laughs> And that bloke pile up, yeah. I, 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 you know, when you install WordPress, um, a vanilla installer WordPress, you obviously get the, I, I, the first thing I do is go and install uh, a theme, um, you know, one of the ones that we mentioned. And then obviously on that screen, you're presented with the, the WordPress repository list of themes that you can search on and so forth. I've literally never used that, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, but that's one of the things that presumably drags people into WordPress. Is there's this massive amount of um, free themes available, and it would appear, to all intents and purposes, that whatever it is that you're trying to build, somebody's always built a theme to do specifically that. And in my Drupal days, I would be, you know, using free Drupal themes. But you do, you quickly realise that you install this thing, and actually, you're going to spend so much time on picking the stuff that looks glamorous and brilliant and it looks as though you could suit it to your purpose and actually you're probably better off just building all of those bits and pieces yourself um which i guess is why i ended up with uh, beaver builder or astra or or generate press because they're basically very very stripped down um, themes which don't offer out of the box a, a great deal of visual pizzazz or or you know things flying in left right and center yeah. And you know what? The, the thing with the theme forest themes early on, I mean, it's probably changed a lot, but, you know, you would, it really would be lots and lots of different PHP files that you'd have to have to have these different styles. But you always found that you wanted to change just one thing, you know, mm. so, you know, you had so much choice, but you still couldn't make one change. And then, you know, if you really started to get into development, you really couldn't find your way around these files and how they were connected to each other. You know, you had so much in a in your theme folder mm. to search through to change things. So, but anyway, sorry, Astra. You know what? That isn't that just so smart for the time. You know, because it is a free theme. Yes, yes, you're right. There's a not. I mean, both you and I have got the. Um... The I don't even know what it's called. The updated version, I suppose, the agency version or whatever, with all mm. the with all the extra bells and whistles. So I'm I'm so familiar with it, with being able to just click on all the options and have everything available to me. I'm not entirely sure what's what's stripped out of the free version and what's in it. 
Yeah. Well, it's exactly the same, actually. I saw a video um, only the other day when I realized it was on um, Astra, and it was just using the free version with Astra sites, and it was putting together a WooCommerce site. It was Athlon, one of the oh, yes. in the group. So yeah. I yeah. Athlon. And I, and I just I didn't realize that you could get all that stuff for free. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> Both you and I probably jumped in early because – the the company behind it offered a uh, a limited period of time you could pay i can't remember what what we paid but it was a it was a good deal and it and it also offered uh, upgrades and um you know in, into the future forever but also anything any product that they release under the same banner of their their company i think brainstorm force they were going yeah. to uh release that so it, it felt to me like a good thing to jump in i'm really glad i did yeah yeah, no, it's a really good deal. And then Generate Press is the same as well. Yep. I think it made waves because, it, again, it had a free version out there that yep. was really quite good. Yeah, well, um, really good, actually, yeah. And that, that yeah. I did use. I did use that and then immediately thought, this is insane. I'll just buy buy the, the pro version, um, which was incredible value, really. Both of them offering really good value. Do, does, the, um, do, does the heritage of the company... Or the heritage of the developer does that does that count? Well, actually, I know the answer to this because I know you're going to say yes. Does that count in your decision about who um, who you would choose to, to to you know for your themes going forward? Yeah, it does a lot. Yeah. I, I do think you know I do. I kind of attach these themes to the personalities. I mean, there is another one we haven't mentioned, which I don't know, which is popular in in our circles, which is um, Ocean WP as That's well, right. another free one yep. where you can add on. Yep. But I have no experience of it. But yeah, the Beaver Builder theme was partly about buying into the the, the, the sensibilities of the guys, not to put too much on you know onto that theme and keep it fairly simple and reliable that was the kind of thing the same i felt about generate press and the only reason i didn't jump onto that earlier is because i thought well, it's just one guy doing it but mm. i mean it just turned out that guy's a bit of a marvel yes <laughs> and he's expanded <laughs> yes yeah oh so you don't have um a generate press uh sort of i think i don't know whether it's called pro or i've forgotten the name apologies tom um you don't have the the upgraded license do you no, I do. Oh, you do? I do, yeah. Good. Yeah, I bought it and I've played around with it quite a lot. But, uh, you know, again, this is where I do settle on one. Actually, do you know what? Perhaps going back to our question, there is a reason why I think I settle, which is not just the quality of the, the theme, because I think I could use any of these and be happy with them. Mm. Um, I think it's about the fact that I, I set my – the E-Myth Revisited book again coming back to me, which always makes me stop – thinking like a freelancer where I can just move around the tools I want for projects and think more like a business where I, in theory, will train others to do and use the systems that I have. Mm. So that sort of makes me think, well, I should settle on one. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question really boils down to, you know, are you the kind of person who constantly likes the sort of shiny new object and the, the latest thing and, you know, you've got your eye always on the horizon looking for what's coming? Or do you hunker down and get good at the one thing that you've settled on? And, you know, even if that was something which the rest of us would think, boy, I'm not going near that theme. That's crazy. I guess if you become an expert in it and brilliant at it and, and, and you know, all the shortcuts and the ways to make it do what you like, it's it, it doesn't matter, does it? And, and I am I'm with you. I like to settle on a few tools and just just keep those. And whilst I don't claim to be an expert on any of them, um, yeah. I, I'm happier finding things in the customizer as an example 
um, or using the hooks for certain themes because I know them and they've never broken on me. So why would I go looking around? Yeah. And I, do you know what? I have a, a, an admiration for the folks who stay with Genesis and mm. say that's my theme and I, I have no reason to change it because, mm. you know, they have stayed with it. And there is no reason to change it if you're quite happy with it and you know it. It's just that it isn't now built for page builders no. you know it, it doesn't mean that you have to do something else to make sure that all of your pages are full width so you do mm. have to do a little bit of work mm. but people but, have come uh, along with handy plugins to eliminate that mm. work anyway haven't they <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so <laughs> well, well i mean I, I i think i'll be settling on them is there anything that you've caught wind of that's on the horizon where you you've heard about a new theme because i mean so far what have we mentioned we've mentioned um, Astra Generate Press, uh, Ocean WP, the Page Builder Framework, Beaver Builders theme. Have you have you heard of any that are on the horizon? You thought mm, maybe start to think about looking at that. Do you know what I haven't? That's no, me neither. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones in certainly in the nice circles that get talked about, and people get quite passionate about them. But I must admit, Astra has been the one that's caught my eye recently. Only, and I did a video on that because of the the. Add-ons that they've been bringing about for things like uh, LMSs and um, WooCommerce as well, where I don't want to spend the time building the sites there. So I'm, you know, they're not that, that I'm going to approach those kind of sites very differently and mm. offer people training and build sites very quickly with them because it's not there's less design for me to do. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I can't don't see that in the other themes. So it's interesting. What's there is a reason that's made me look at other themes. Yeah. Yeah, I um I don't think I'll be changing. I've heard of nothing. I think the communities that I'm in, I'm noticing that Facebook is is this echo chamber, and largely my my communities are in Facebook. So you know, such and such a group and another group, and we we it's a cyclical thing. We we talk about the same stuff and and massage those conversations more and more. So I, <laughs> it's very rare that somebody comes along and says, "Look, here's an utterly brand new thing." Um, yeah. and, we, and we don't seem to talk about themes too much, actually, thinking about it. It tends to be around, no. you know, plugins and um, and custom fields and custom post types. And, you know, th obviously now we're talking about things like um, page builders and, and ways of theming. Um, I wonder, I mm. wonder, given this conversation a year from now, two years, let's say three years, actually, I wonder if themes will even be a thing. Yeah, well... There's Doug, our friend Doug Bellchamber yeah. is very much uh, playing around with this notion, isn't he? I mean, he doesn't really, he uses underscores, I think, or something like that, a framework which as a developer, you know, is just very basic and he can add only what he needs. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of out of that market altogether, but really has been postulating, if that's the right word, on um, whether we actually need them with things like um, Thema and Elementor's getting its own version of uh, a sort of page builder like that whether you know whether the themes really matter anymore so i mean obviously the way that wordpress is structured we need a theme um mm. that you know you just need a theme you need something mm. to uh, uh, to encapsulate what the what the html output is but um we're kind of used to the theme clicking a button and the, the entire website changing before our eyes and oh look there's the theme it's doing all these <laughs> things it's putting things here and there but i i can absolutely see a point in the future where i will let's say let's say i'm using beaver builder i'll install the the again something super duper simple 
Um, mm. And I've not played with underscores. And, and every single bit of the site um, I will build using um, a product like Beaver Thema or Elementor's um, page. I don't know what they're going to call it. I think it's called the Elementor Theme Builder or something. Um, I, I just can't see that not happening for the majority of people like me. Obviously, that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I, I think I'll, I, I agree with Doug on that point. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, it's the big thing. Do you do that? I mean, Doug's working on a, a plugin, which I don't know if he's ever going to release because he, he's in a quandary about that because, you know, it's quite possible with a module like that to be able to set global styling for mm-hmm. all of your page builder. Mm-hmm. And um, and that is, you know, is that the job of the theme or not? And and the theme, all you need, isn't it? Technically, I think is just a index PHP file and a CSS file yep. to, to make WordPress work yep. so they can be blank and you can carry on i think yep i mean it, it, so long as you've got i mean the, the sort of headers and the footers thing seems to be something which is globally recognized as being part of a theme um mm. but yeah beyond that I, I don't really see why i wouldn't want to build all of that in a page builder it sort of strikes me as that that's what i'll be doing in a, in a few years time so the bottom line is should you that's the wrong word isn't it let's let's call it do <laughs> you explore themes all the time or do you settle on one and love it? Well, my answer to that is I don't really explore themes all the time. Um, and I've settled on about three and I love them all. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Same exact same answer. Yeah. Well, almost. Yeah. I'm, I am very much wedded to the Beaver Builder theme because I spent a bit more time digging around the files. So yeah. I feel I can feel I can do more. That's my go to mm. all the time. But yeah. Yeah. It does seem the case that I can just easily pop in any of the others and be quite happy that's another important consideration actually that we never really mentioned is that is the documentation of a of a theme and you really you don't really get to know that until after the fact do you You know you've got a theme and you suddenly realize there's something you need to do so you then go and explore the documentation all i can say about the the generate press documentation and the beaver builder theme documentation is i think it's really good I haven't really explored the Astra documentation. I'm guessing that, you know, a considerable amount of work has been put into that. But tracking down things, um, you know, how to do such and such. And also the support channels that you've got, that's that's an important part of the theme, even though it obviously, you know, you're not thinking about that too much at the time that you buy it and install it on the website. That's quite significant and important. Yeah, I get a little bit. Uh, annoyed i think sometimes with themes because we do jump on the latest thing and the new thing and 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 often what isn't talked about so much is the reliability so Mm. maybe a theme that's not progressing so quickly i mean that was one of the selling points of genesis Mm. was that it didn't you know and i i guess in in facebook groups where we are excited about what's new often that gets lost a lot and i get you know upset that we don't sort of we don't sort of reward those companies, if you like, who are just very stable all the time and don't let you down. And that has been the case for the Beaver Builder theme in Genesis, both for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the others aren't, but, you know, it's just that, that there's so little discussion on that side of things. Yeah, a pat on the back to people who basically don't iterate rapidly and just leave mm. it as it is and allow you the, the time to become familiar with it. Yeah, it's a good point. Um yeah, yeah, we've probably done this one, I would imagine. Should we should we say that we've we've finished this discussion? All right. Yeah, it's time for you to talk to someone else, I okay, think. Okay. So we'll we'll go to the interview. Hello and welcome to the interview part of the podcast. Today we have this is very exciting because 
it's been ages since uh, David Wormsley came on the interview. You're used to hearing David at the beginning and the end of the podcast in the discussions and so on. But today he's uh, he's actually decided to come on to the interview part because his very, very good friend, Clark Marshall, all the way from New Zealand, but today speaking to us from Australia, is joining us. So hello, David, and hello, Clark. Hello. Hello. Now, the problem that we're going to have... Us, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for joining us, David. Problem that we're going to have today is that whole uh, passing on of who's to speak next, and I've no way of knowing who's going to talk next. So if there's a horrible pause, just chip in, and inevitably all three of us will start talking at the same time, and it'll be really awkward. But we'll just sidestep that whole problem. So, Clark, hi. Hello, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Now, the reason that we've got Clark on is primarily because he's David's mate, and the other primarily is because he's got a really unique take on having his WordPress business. Because a little bit like David, he spends the largest proportion of his year not living in the same place. He is what you might call a digital nomad. So he moves from one place to another and then moves again and moves again. And so there's no permanent base. Am I right in saying that? Or do you have a, a home somewhere in Australia or New Zealand, which is absolutely yours and you return to it all the time? No, not at all. We're completely nomadic. And we have go on. Sorry, apart from one storage unit, but you can't really live in that. No. So, so where do you spend? Which countries do you tend to flip between? Um, where do you find yourself going back to if you're constantly having to move around? Because I presume visa restrictions get in the way of you spending a year here and a year there. You've got to do sort of ten weeks or six weeks or eight weeks in different places. Yeah, that's right. So we we would spend the majority of the year in Southeast Asia, okay. um, usually following David around. But, um, <laughs> we spend um, the summer in Europe, so mostly France, but a few other places. And we have tended to come back to Australia in the summer, which is which is where we are now. Um, I'm pretty keen to reduce that next year, but. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, there's a few things, put, you know, family's here, so that's pulling us back a lot. And of course, the businesses, even though we're not based here, the business is based here. So so do you, um, do you earn money in a, in one currency, which you then travel around with, if you like, in your back pocket? Are you in Australian dollars or US dollars or? Um, well, it's, we have, so we have two businesses. Um one earns Australian dollars and the other one earns US US dollars. Mm. So, yeah, there's not a lot of um, – it just all goes into the one money pit and yep. you know, gets sucked yep. out of the ATM and whatever currency we're in. Yep. Um, that, work, that works really well, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. In, the, in this day and age, it's very straightforward, isn't it? If you've, I mean, even if you're using things like PayPal or Stripe just to get it put into a bank account somewhere and then – I mean, even, even – 20 years ago or so when I was traveling around the ATM was ubiquitous you know it, you didn't have to travel very far on a bus before you could find an ATM um, so mm. that, that side yep. of things all taken care of and is really straightforward so typical year would involve you spending a little bit of time in Australia possibly New Zealand mm -hmm. a, little, a lot of time in Southeast Asia and a lot of time in Europe particularly France and, and that pattern has repeated itself now how many years have you been doing this uh, two years right so we yeah, two years ago in April, actually, which is not far away, we we departed. Everyone thought we were mad. We thought we were mad, actually. But, um, 
it was it was a bit frightening it's like stepping off the cliff but yeah. um yeah we 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 did it and it's incredible how the the, the business has evolved actually did um, you um yeah. did you step out of australia and literally put everything in storage and knew that this is what you were doing or did you uh, did you go on a holiday like a long holiday thinking okay well you know we'll do six months it'll be great fun and then and then we'll come back or was the intention right that's it we're done we're going and we're in in in, in ostensibly we're, we're never coming back permanently yeah we, we initially committed to one year right um and it kind of came about from um we used to go to bali a lot which is pretty close to australia it's fairly fairly easy to get there we were up there for seven weeks once and had a um, big project on and you know everything everything that could go wrong did go wrong with it and we <laughs> managed to sort of deal with all you know through power cuts and and dodgy internet so we sort of got to the end of that and thought you know we could do this for a bit longer than seven weeks right um so we sort of hatched a plan and came back and put everything on the market and yeah departed and david did you have the same because although david and i whilst we're off the air talk a lot about his travels we don't really ever dwell on it um david i'm going to interview you this is going to be really weird <laughs> um did you do the same thing did you kind of clear off and think that's it we're done we're not coming back apart from holidays back to where we permanently live or did you it was it an accident yeah absolutely that it was really just for me i was um i knew i couldn't go but I, I i took a year off from my job and uh i could still go back to it and they wanted me to go back but when i went back i knew i couldn't go back on myself so i needed to leave that job and of course, what I learned in that year away in India is that I could live much cheaply, you know. And so I thought, well, I was going. In fact, I was going to do something else: travel blogging. So we were definitely going because it was the only way we were going to be able to survive. <laughs> you know, we had to leave because I left my job. You know, that was the way it was going to be. It's but, a it's yeah. a thing that it must be at the front of a lot of people's minds um, when they go into this business that it it offers that that chance there's an there is the you know the internet is everywhere you simply need a computer um you know there's all sorts of paraphernalia that would be desirable to have but you really only need a computer uh, a little laptop in order to do this work so i would imagine there's a lot of people who want to do it so what i'm trying to get out of this interview i suppose is what's the good and the bad of it all um so should we start with the should we start for both of you, and you can both chip in whenever you like. What's the um, what's the good bits about being a digital nomad? What are the bits when you look back over the last two or three years? You think, boy, that was so worth doing because of this. So, should we start with Clark, maybe? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I think probably the the one of the main things that comes to mind is I don't have to spend my weekends cleaning gutters. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have insurance bills, and I don't have. You know, I don't pay rent or I don't pay a mortgage. Um, yeah, there's there's so many good things that they, they certainly outweigh the bad. Mm. Um, just the, the fact that you're traveling and and I actually don't enjoy the traveling days because you know it's you know nobody enjoys sitting on a at an airport or although that's not so bad, but you know nobody enjoys sitting in cattle class for twelve hours. but mm. the um, the fact that we get to stay in a place, and experience it not as a tourist, as a local for, for a longer period of time and, and really get to meet some of the people. And we've we've been to some places that we would never have traveled to as a tourist. Yeah. And just people that we have met, it's been just incredible. Um, our very, very first 
stop when we left two years ago to go overseas was to the Caribbean. And I had to kind of look up on the map exactly where that was. I thought, oh, yeah, the Caribbean, the Bahamas is all the same. But, um, yeah, so we went we went there and we had, we had an incredible experience there. And, and it was down to the people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the good, that's what else is the good. I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean the fact that you the fact that you're sort of travelling. We still work big hours, you know. We still same as if you you wouldn't, you know, in, if you're staying in an office. But um, you just get to you get to choose when you, you know, might be a Tuesday afternoon and you can stop and go and sit down by the lake and have a beer or, you know, it's yeah, it it really is really it's not for everybody. No. Some people think that um, you know think we're mad doing what we're doing, but yeah, just love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. David, what about you? What are the things that you yeah, find to be I think, good? Well, sunshine. I, I, ah, you know, I make sure yes. I'm in the sunshine all the time. But the other, I think the major thing for me is the fact that, you know, I left not quite knowing what I was going to do. And it's not put pressure because I've been able to stay in places which cost less than I would have to pay out a home. So I've got freedoms there to take time to build up a business, which I just I wouldn't have been able to do in the UK with the the costs there, and that's my the main benefits. The downside is I'm often not knowing what the internet is. So when I make plans with people, I have to make sure I've got an alternative, you know, in case something goes wrong, so I don't look like a complete idiot. So mm. that's the only downside is that really. Um, what about you, Clark? Do you do you take great precautions um, in terms of the internet? Because obviously that's the lifeblood of your business. Do you have to um, phone ahead and work out? Look, you've got blistering fast internet, or do you just go for it and, and hope and cope? Yeah, well, we actually um, have found probably when we left, we, we that was one of our concerns that you know the internet might not be very good, and people have even said to us, you know, oh, the internet's not very good here. But the internet, funnily enough, in Australia is is probably the worst of any country we've visited. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad here. And um, hopefully this <laughs> this Skype call is uh, broadcasting okay. because fine. We're out right now. It's not that good. But, mm. um, but overall, we haven't had any internet problems at all. Um, it's, it's usually pretty solid. Uh, even, you know, even staying in hotels. We don't always stay in hotels, but... Um, yeah, I think we've, you know, I can probably count on one hand the days that we've lost because we had no connection. You know, we maybe were on a train for a day and we we're expecting to have Wi-Fi, but we didn't. But um, and what do you do yeah, with those so days? You just sort of write them off and say, look, let's just enjoy it while we can, and and then we'll just pick it up and work a little bit extra next week or next month or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, you just do what you what you yeah. can do. You know, it's um, it's there's not a lot you can do about it at the time. Um, the, I mean, there's always there's always stuff you can do offline. You know, you can write blog posts and, um, but you know, I, I find it I find it difficult to work when I'm traveling. Um, mm. my, my my wife, Tegan, she's she's a she's a bit of a workaholic, and you know, she can she can knock out ten blog posts while she's sleeping, sort of thing. So. <laughs> we should congratulate you on the words, my wife, because that's a mm. that's a very new thing. Congratulations it on isn't. the. Yeah, getting married recently. Oh. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. You had a nice day yeah, by awesome. the sounds of it. Oh, it was fantastic. I should uh, send you the photos, actually. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, the thing which strikes me is, well, apart from the fact that I, I'm 
not willing to travel anymore. I've kind of got kids and that's that's a part of my perception of uh, being a father is stability. I think that's a good thing at this time of their lives. Uh, so I'm not doing it. But one of the things that occurs to me that would be difficult would be like communicating with clients and their expectations around, I need to have you on the phone or I need to be able to phone you up or or to get a reply within a such and such a time. How have you how have you built your business? So now it feels like we're going into what your business is. Um, what, what, what exactly is the structure of your business or businesses and, and how do you cope with the, the fact that you can't interact in a normal way with, um, with your clients? Yeah, so we, um, that, again, that was one of the big worries when we left about, about, you know, about how we would get new clients and how would we communicate with people. And we've been pleasantly surprised. It, it actually, we've been able to grow during this period. Um, we we actually split the business in two a year ago and um, brought on a business partner who's she's a tra- uh, Christy she travels a lot but she's uh, currently based in in Melbourne so she's our she's our um, our rock if you like yeah in terms of yeah. ge- geographically um, but yeah it's an interesting one because we probably five years ago I we started working really hard on weaning the phone calls off because you know we it, it just was becoming a problem i could get nothing done everybody had my cell phone number and they'd just call and say i've lost my password or you know how do i do this or how do i do this and of course you know that that five minute call generally becomes half an hour because you ca- you're catching up and all the rest of it and your day just disappears mm-hmm. so we kind of started this process of um you know contact digitally via email um I think I think the probably the overall pattern really for for when we're building a custom website we'd have one Skype call with a client and then the rest is all done via email. Mm. Um, always always very upfront and explain to people that um, that we are not located you know we that we travel around and most well everybody that that we deal with is the it becomes a conversation piece. Mm. Um, so yeah. And that is your business? Well, I know the answer to this, but maybe uh, it'd be good to reveal. You're you're not. Um, how should we describe it? You, you have a more templated solution than than perhaps I do. Um, do you want to tell us how, if I was to phone you up and go through the process of building a website? How how does that actually work? Apart from the apart from the Skype call, what what are the things that you would be getting me to do um, in order to get the finished product? Yeah. Well, so. Again, so we've split the business in two. We have the we have the the what we call the digital business, Blue Dog Digital, and we do custom websites. So you know the traditional builds where people, you know, will workscape out. And we did the, um, in fact, you and I did the WP Elevation course together. So we've applied that model to mm-hmm. that business. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we when we decided to go travelling, we thought that we wouldn't get any work from that, and that people would want the face to face meetings. So we built this, we built this instant WordPress model, where basically you, you know, go to the website, put your credit card in, and it deploy. Well, it, in the early days, it didn't automatically deploy, but uh, now it does. It takes thirty seconds. It's really cool. Christy built that. Um, hmm. So yeah, so we're still we're still doing the traditional. Um, you know, web development agency type work, but the 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 instant WordPress sites are. I get, I guess you, you know, David's doing it a little bit like this too, but 
it's it's instant. So you you buy it, thirty seconds later you got the site, and you just sort of it's all done with Beaver Builder that we all all know and love. And mm. it it's um it's been it's been an amazing learning curve actually. We it could have could have been really bad. It could have been a a nightmare. Yes. Uh, with support load, but it hasn't been. It's been incredible. The the support has been incredible. So. So yeah. when you when you get them to um, so they've signed on the dotted line they've paid the money and the thirty seconds mm-hmm. has passed and the website's now there, um, are you are you getting involved from that moment on with the um, you know the construction of the pages the the layout the look the colours and all of that kind of stuff or are you are you offering tutorials and saying look you bought this thing here you go get on build it there you go done yeah so there's the site, the site that they get is a full, you know, five to six page site with mostly placeholder text and images. Um, and at their or industry specific, so you know that we have, you know, landscaper site or a plumber's site, for example. Um, the they then can log in and and yeah, follow the tutorials that we have. And we also have a, you know, run a support ticket system. Um, some people never use it; they just figure it out for themselves. Um, some people use it, you know, quite heavily, but overall it's, um, our import is actually very low. So we just have a, we just have a support team that deals with all that. Um, we also in the last year have added on, increased the product range. So we do consulting services. We do, um, well, the the girls caught, created this product and they called it the Clarkification, which is a bit embarrassing, but <laughs> basically that's that's designed for, you know, when you've got your site, you've put all your content into it and it's a mess. So ah, I, yes. I, I, I get in there and sort of, you know, make it look, like it look pretty again. I like um, it. It's a good verb, the Clarkification. <laughs> I'm going to Clarkify it. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps we should paint in that. <laughs> yeah, Clarkify. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Clarkify.com. Yeah, so, and um, also this year we've we've uh, got into e-commerce sales funnels, um, which is the sales funnel it's, was huge. It's it's a lot of, it's, it's quite a process to document, you know, deploying a sales funnel. I mean, I'm just deeply impressed by the sort of the, the depth of it all and the fact that you've managed to do this without, you know, putting post-it notes all over your walls. And, um, you know, the fact that it's every day, well, not every day, but a lot of the time is in a different environment and all of that kind of stuff. And yet it feels to me like a lot of people would fail to pull this off if they had everything in in exactly, the, you know, all the docs lined up in a row. Um, so I'm deeply impressed, Clark, very, very impressed that you've managed to pull it off and it's growing. It is growing. Yeah. It's, um, we're again, you know, it's evolved over the last year and we've, we're partnering with, uh, other people to sell our sites cause we've, um, you know, the, we, we, we see it becoming just a pure white label, um, right. platform. Right. And, um, yeah, we've got, we've, we've got some, um, some coaches in the states and another gentleman we're talking to possibly going to be listening to this podcast but um mm. yeah it's it's really exciting times for it actually and it's it's really it's it's um one one thing in the last six months as i've become acutely aware aware of is that the the, the digital side of it the custom websites they're hard work you know they're yeah they're um 
you know, you have all those, it's very hands-on for me. Um, and it takes me out of, you know, out of contention for getting anything else done for, you know, big periods of time. But the, the other business is very scalable. It's very, very, I'm going to say very easy. It hasn't been very easy. It took us a huge amount of time to build out mm, the tutorials mm. and work out, work out, you know, you make a change to, to your, to your stack and then you've got all these design sites and all the client sites that you need to do that too. So it's been a really good thing bringing Christy on. She's quite a, quite a clever developer and uh, she gets in there and she's even been teaching me the command line actually, which we, which we joke. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah I, I mean, amazing. Just amazing. So you, you've done the tutorials all yourself because you've got, um, yep. presumably you've got a bespoke set of menus and that kind of thing in the, in the UI and, um, and you've built all the templates yourself as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. How, how many, how, if I was to sign up, how many um, currently, how many templates do you have for um, for us to choose? There's there's only about twenty there. Oh, only um, that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it did take a, a. I think we launched with twelve. I yep. think. Yep. Um, and yeah, it it actually it's one of those things. It's, it's like everything in this game is it when you, once you sit down and and block off a week or, or a few days to do one, it's not too bad. No. Um, but we had we have. You know, we've we've got some processes and starting to think about how we can take this to the next level. And you know, I, I don't I don't see us ever having sort of two hundred templates, but I think fifty would be a good 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 number, okay. maybe a hundred. Yep, yeah. Uh, it's just too confusing. Yeah, this seems um, to be very much a way that um, WordPress is going, doesn't it? That it's becoming um, something to hook um, templated sites on. It's happening all over the place, isn't it? With um, with yeah. various themes that have come along with this functionality. But I, I like the fact that you've done it all yourself before anybody else did it. That's really, really quite clever. And hats off to you for doing it whilst moving around. Uh, David, is that really different to your model? How are you? How are you churning out your sites? Yeah, well, we're moving to productized. A little bit different from Clark in a way, in in the sense that we still want it to feel like a, a custom site. So we're not really. <clears throat> if somebody it depends really we'll ask them to come with us and book some time to build their site and we could build one in a day really cheaply and they could go on our hosting plan and that's how we would make more money out of it because the one day it, 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 we're selling that really cheap but in that time they could choose to go for templates because there's some examples there mostly borrowed from other people um, uh, but largely we're spending the time with them to build their site quickly Right. So simple sites can be built like that. So it's it's in between, really, I guess, full custom and DIY. Mm. And I've got a question for Clark, actually, with that one, because I guess when we spoke most um, about a year ago, there was more custom work, big jobs you were getting at the time. Mm -hmm. And I can tell, obviously, over time that you've you've enjoyed more setting up the DIY product. Do you think, you know, somebody else wanted to go off traveling like that? Do you think there is one model that would suit best that gives you more freedom hmm well I guess it comes everything everything in this game comes down to sales it's just whatever you can sell you could be the best developer you know and, and do some incredible work with, with big sites but if you can't find those clients then um, yeah that's 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 the challenge and that that continues to be the challenge I, I, I see with this I see a lot of people that um, you know, and I'm probably one of them spending way too much time on Facebook and you can just, they're obviously not got, hasn't got any work. So, um, yeah, 
I think it, everything can, it starts at sales. You know, you you don't even need to be good at building websites. So so it seems. Um, yeah. Well, that does help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Did you have the? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I no, no. Please carry on. Yeah, I was just going to ask. I mean, the the situation that I get, Clark, is the, um, and the reason why we do these build days now is because at least I can control my calendar. Because particularly with the travel, some sometimes it's going to be a couple of days where I'm only really just going to be able to log in a few times to update sites, which is my responsibility. But for doing other work, I'm not available. And so that's kind of why I've gone for my model. Do you, do you, I guess you've got partners who can pick up the slack if you are traveling. Is that how you cope with days out traveling? Yeah. I mean, we generally don't, when we travel, we sort of transit and it might be apart from when we you know, say flying to Europe, it might be, you know, a day or so, but generally we don't, we don't do tourist things. <laughs> you know, we, we sort of, people say, oh, did you go to the, this place or did you go to this place? We, we don't, you know, we, we sort of haven't, um, we haven't evolved that much that we can, you know, take three weeks off from the business and, and go touring around on a regular basis. So we, yeah, we generally don't let go too far away from the computers. Um, and, you know, Things we've been very blessed with the with the platform we're using. We're not, you know, we don't have major dramas. We don't have, we don't have major out. Don't have any outages. Um, I did did two years ago actually in saying that when we first travelled to the Caribbean had a major problem, but we solved that by changing providers. But um, yeah, so I guess we we. I guess people probably see us as just you know flip around the world sitting on a beach, but it's not quite like that at all. We, no, we, uh, yeah. Oh, it sounds to me, uh, Clark, as if you um, you're working very hard, but just somewhere else. Whereas David hardly do, ever does any work <laughs> and uh, and sits. I'm joking, of course, but D- David's got lots of beach pictures, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is a really different approach, though. You know, um, Clark's got this um, point and click, click a button. There's your template. Get on with it. Here's some video tutorials, um, and then obviously this new service, this Clarkifying clarkification thing which is going to happen to sort of tidy up after the fact whereas david's approach is to we're going to spend a day with you and in that day it will be done and i think they're both ingenious and very cool and very clever and you know one of them's not right i guess clark's has more um yours doesn't require you to be there quite as much whereas david's committed to giving giving a day of his time or a day of somebody's time um, but both really interesting systems, and I have to say, I'm enormously jealous of both of you. <laughs> I get jealous of you, though, Nathan, sometimes because you, you know, you can. It's that reliability of stuff around you. There are yeah. moments when the travelling gets really wearing. <laughs> well, that, that was actually oddly that was perfect segue into my next question. Which, you know, what what? There must be moments where it does go wrong. And we sort of alluded to this a minute ago. Uh, Have you had any catastrophes, David? And Clark, you've obviously mentioned this uh, Caribbean moment. Mm. Um, Are there any moments where you literally were staring at your other halves and sort of saying, no more, just let's just knock this on the head? (laughs) I've not got that far um, because I still love it. I I think it's the best thing I ever did and Mm. I wouldn't change anything. But, you know, oh, 
gosh, there was a time when um, I had a Beaver Builder demo. So they did a blog post and sent a load of people to it. And that sent sites down that I had on that server. And I was on a plane for, uh, so we yeah. were about 70 hours, I think, before I realized uh, that that was oh, so embarrassing. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I know, so I, that's like never going to happen again. <laughs> and also, also, just sometimes, you know, if we're traveling, we travel to new places and it's difficult to get the food that we might like. And, um, you know, places will be noisy. I, I need to, you know, often making quick client videos. And, you know, again, the disaster. It seems typical when we book a day where I need to be available. It seems to be the day when the internet goes down in the place we are. So... And that's very rare back home. Even if you know, I'm sure with Clark saying about Australia, it's not being very good. It, it isn't great for us in London, but it is consistent where it isn't where we travel. Yeah, yeah. I I, I cannot remember the last time my internet um, left me. It was well, literally never. I don't think it's ever utterly yeah. collapsed. What about you, Clark? Well, um, yeah. Well, there was that one moment in the Caribbean when we we travelled for five we sort of hopped for five days to get there this is a pretty unique sort of for us we don't do this much anymore um so we're extremely jet lagged got there and um my managed wp was sending me sms saying your sites are down and i'm uh, yeah. we had no internet access for the next sort of three days after we got there oh and yeah God. sure enough sure enough the um Something had gone wrong on the server, and all the sites, every single one of my client sites, was down on that server. I think there was about forty sites, so that was that was not fun, and um, that started a bit of a crusade to, um, you know, to to put some things in place to make sure that didn't happen again. And um, very happy with the outcome of that, actually. How did you, using... if you had three days and you knew that there were three, did you just suck it and? suck it up and wait for three days or did you amend your plans and get on with the the fix um well we just we we had sporadic internet during okay. that period yeah um and and I, I had no idea why at the time why it had gone down so i'd sort of seen off a support ticket when i when i could um and then yeah it's it's and i sort of vowed from that moment to just to to put things in place so to never have that happen again and um yeah we um, yeah we've now we've now set up all our sites in little clusters so yep. you know if there is a drama you're only talking about 10 sites instead of all of them so i, I am um, interested if it's possible to get a bit technical and a bit nerdy which we actually don't often do on this podcast what what is the what's the if you're happy to discuss it what is the stack Absolutely. that you use in terms of hosting, um, backup, uh, plugins, or or is it a, mm -hmm. you know is it a server backup or and what what's your suite of plugins that you've you've used to build the the automated side of your business, Clark? Yeah, so we've got um, everything's Beaver Builder. So Beaver Builder completely changed my life. Complete completely changed my actually by my professional and my personal life. Which is, it does sound a bit extreme, doesn't it? But um, no, 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 I, I get so, it. <laughs> yeah, so 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 Beaver Builder um, backups. We just use Updraft Plus. Um, Manage WP controls everything because we were looking at when we when I I dreamed this up about five years ago, and I probably spent two years mucking around with with multi site. Yep. Um, and then yeah, that that didn't work. So we. Sort of found managed WP. It was still 
in fact it was it was when Orion was still in in the in the beta um, so that sort of convinced me that we could just do this with single sites and, so and sorry to interrupt the, the previous it what you were flitting around with at the beginning was one site one master site if you like and then multi sites built off that um, which is, you know, seems like a really good idea. And is that what went wrong in the Caribbean? Is one site went down, and so they all went down? No, this was. Um, so at that at that stage, we hadn't. Well, I don't think we'd sold any of the, uh, the 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 DIY sites, so they were all our normal sort of client sites. Um, and um, yeah, so we so we decided for the for the DIY product that we'd build them out of single sites. So they're all Beaver Builder. Um. Yeah, it's and it, Beaver Builder's been well. I mean, you guys, you guys know Beaver Builder. It's just, mm. it's just fantastic. It's solid. It's so easy to use, and it's, it's the single reason we don't get a huge su- support, um, headache. Yes. In fact, the probably the biggest, the the biggest struggle people have is those that have sort of come from WordPress and they, they're sort of looking for, for for what they're used to. Um, whereas. You know, once you once you keep them out of that back end, they're um, they're they're away. So the the hosting side of things, um, we use Cloudways, right? And um, it's not perfect, but it is pretty close to perfect. Mm. Uh, the, the 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 cost is just incredible. Uh, yeah, we're hosting sites for a dollar a month, in fact, even less in some cases, and it's fast. You know, we I can I can build a site. All I really do is optimize the images throw their their new breeze plugin that they developed at it and um i did i did one that then they all load about 1.5 seconds Ooh, maybe two nice. seconds yeah that's all right um, and incidentally little plug for astra that we've started using i exactly the same website did a, Woo, a woocommerce uh loaded in one second wow so I was, I was like wow that's that's impressive yeah. um so with your, with your managed WP, managed WP allows you to, with a button, because I've never, I mean, I know what it does, but I've never actually logged in and used it or anything like that. You you have your templates and when they sign up, is it all automated or do you have to manually go in and click the create a new site um, via managed WP? Is, is that how you do your um, clones of sites? Uh, no, so ah, okay. uh, Chris, Christy has, she's developed a, she she logged into the command line <laughs> and and did all this fancy stuff and basically wrote a script that automates it all. So right. um, the, the the payment gateway is run by WooCommerce subscriptions. So yep. people you know buy the product and then that triggers that triggers the site to be deployed. I get it. Um, and we get you know all the Slack notifications and all this cool stuff that she's that she's set up. It's really 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 cool. Mm. Um, and it, that's been. I would never have been able. To, I mean, I've, I'm not a. I'm not a developer. I mean, I've. I guess I've. I've learned some development stuff, but. Um, um, you know, to, I could never have built that. Built that out. Mm. We had, and that's sitting in DigitalOcean. That's we couldn't couldn't build that on. Um, couldn't build that on Cloudways. Didn't didn't have the, the right access. So I don't. I don't, don't quite know the fancy words to use, but. You know, we weren't phys- weren't um, technically able to build that out on Cloudways. So, right. so that's sitting on a big fat DigitalOcean server. The sites get deployed, and yeah, they do their thing. We have to manually add them to manage WP. You know, we have there's a few 
few few little things that have to, but nothing nothing drama, no oh, ma- nothing major. It sounds like a dream. Um, obviously, you know, the dream is that it's here now, not that you know it wasn't, it didn't come by accident. Lots of hard work and uh, getting where you are slowly but surely. Um, D- David, yeah, I'm guessing that's not the same as yours. You don't have that exact same setup. No, we're much more manual. I mean, we are really selling custom sites on a, a build, you know, how many days you need to build a site. So we can go within the same package to larger projects and just the one small project within the same thing. But they're expected it to be manual. So there's no, there is payment gateways, but that's just to, we send them to that after they've spoken to us. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I'm sitting here looking out of my snowy window. Thinking you're in Thailand, David. Um, Clark is in Australia and probably very soon to go to Thailand. Yeah, I think I've got something wrong. <laughs> I think I need to become a digital nomad. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite jealous. Well, I think we it's... have to. Sorry, go David, you go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say this term digital nomad, I think we have to be cautious these days of saying it because they seem to be clamping down in the countries. They don't seem to like it any longer. They'd like to tax us in the countries where we're working. Do, do you have to pay tax, David and Clark? Do you, on the, on the money earned, um, I literally know nothing about finance. I hand all of my documents over to my accountant and say, please fix that for me. Um, do you, do, where do you pay tax? How, how does that all work? Mm. home it's home country for me right mm. so is that india <laughs> yeah no, no sorry UK. it's the uk yes uk okay yes yeah, so same here we yeah go on we pay we pay taxes in australia yeah so the, the business is you know registered in australia it's the same as um same as if, as if we were here so um, you have those same headaches as the rest of us where that deadline looms and you must accumulate all of your paperwork and things um, but in your cases, rather than getting in the car and taking it down in an envelope, you just email it and deal with it that way. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, I've always I've always dealt with my accountants remotely. Yeah. Um, I, I've actually still still got a web design business in, in New Zealand that's not doing much, but it's um, you know still have to file a tax return there every year. Oh, okay. Um, I, I know my accountant quite well, and so I quite like going in and we share a coffee and just shoot the breeze for a bit. It's quite nice. Um, Wow. Okay. Digital nomads then. Top marks. I think it's something that a lot of us are going to, oh, I don't know, aspire to. It won't be for everybody. In fact, I would say probably it's not for everybody. But for those of you that are are thinking about it, I hope this conversation has been of some use. Thanks, Clark. Unless, Unless there's anything you've got burning to say, I think we're approaching our scheduled time of about 40 minutes. And David, same thing. Have you got anything pressing to say or shall we knock it on the head there? Let's knock it on the head. Thank you, Nathan, for, for doing this. Hey, you're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview two real bastions of, you know, of, of the future. I, I see what you're doing with your productized <laughs> efforts. I think you're I think you're doing something that I need to do. Um because I think it's becoming harder and harder these days to uh, find clients who are willing to spend the kind of money I'm I'm needing them to spend. Whereas I, f- I feel that your your uh, area of business is, is a growth area. So hopefully after this, it will kick me into doing something and putting you both out of business. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can come-
Join us on the beach in Thailand. Oh, that sounds lovely. Thanks very much, guys. So we'll um, we'll we'll knock it on the head there and say thanks to Clark and thanks to David. Thank Bye. you very much. We're looking at the Blue Corona site again. We were fascinated by this. It's, it's stimulating a lot of debate for our ending facts. And that is, I better just read out what it's called. So it's at uh, bluecorona.com. It's their blog. It's 20 web design facts for small business owners. Oh, sorry, that small business owners should know. And we've come onto a fact section, which is given 15 minutes to consume content, two thirds of people would rather read something beautifully designed than something plain. I just think this is so, this kind of gets into, I love, for a start, we should say, how on earth do you prove this stuff? It's just great, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Does it mean, for example, that if you gave them 14 minutes that they would that these same two thirds of the people would rather would rather have something plain than something beautifully designed. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? What what does it even mean? But I do like it. It's an interesting fact that if you've got to sit down and consume content for fifteen minutes, you know, and presumably there's a lot of us out there that have to sit and read things. I mean, I have to all the time. You know, I've got mm. to read stuff off my banking website or read stuff from you know the lawyer or the accountant or whatever. Uh, two thirds of us would rather have something with beautiful design, whatever that means, than something plain. So I'm guessing something plain is, you know, like a Kindle, a book, text mm. on a white background kind of thing. Yeah, maybe it's the other way around. If it's over 15 minutes, then you do definitely need something plain. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I hadn't seen it that Could way. Be. Yeah, this is such a silly fact. But I do, you know, it's really interesting though, isn't it? You know, given, given. I mean, I, I think that there would be a point where I don't want to see images anymore. If I have to read this thing, this 28-page document, I do not want it to be cluttered with imagery and te- graphics that aren't related. Charts and everything that are, you know, salient, that's fine. But I don't want it to be um, distracting me. Whereas apparently... More than, you know, two thirds of us would. You're all yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think with blog posts, it's a kind of interesting thing because you want to kind of consume the, the facts that are there. But you often, you know, because you you bought into the headline, haven't you? So yes. you've just got to read the rest of it. And I think in those situations, you can you can barely get past a paragraph without really sort of entertaining someone with a, 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 a gif or a photo yeah. or something. Yeah, so but, but uh, if, maybe if that fact were true, let's assume mm. it is true for a moment. It does it it makes you think about you know, okay, here we've got a 2000 word blog post. Um maybe there's a merit in um dressing it up to be more beautiful than just plain text. Maybe you should spend the time because obviously two thirds is bigger than one third and they like it to be dressed up with images periodically. Um I don't do that, generally speaking. Whenever I write stuff, I like I said, I just like it to be text, but I'm in the minority, so I should address that right away. Yeah, it does seem that way. It does seem like people you know, need their text to be broken up, or at least when they just scroll down a page immediately mm. and just see what's here. Is it going to be hard work for me? Oh, there's some nice pictures. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the computer generation has become you know reliant upon images and moving videos and all of that kind of stuff whereas in the good old days when i was a boy and we just had a book it was uh that was probably what was to be expected you were lucky if you got a pencil drawn illustration every 19 pages (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right, anyway, there you go. Enough. That's our fact for the end of today. Um, thanks for listening to the WP Builds podcast. Again, if you made it this far, what on earth are you doing with your life? <laughs> go and do something else instead. No, seriously, thanks for listening. Much appreciated. Um, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. My name's Nathan Wrigley. And I'm David Wormsey, and we love you. Yes, we do. We love each and every one of you. And we'll see you next time. But please, get to the end of the cheesy music. We put our heart and soul into this bit. <laughs> and, um, and, and we'd love you to listen right to the very end. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>